1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Here we go. It is hour number two of the G Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan, and I hope you are having a fantastic day. We're about to be joined by Stephen Jones here on your Home of the Cowboys on a Football Friday Hope you're feeling great about uh, Cowboys and Eagles coming up Sunday here on 1053 The Fan. Stephen Jones is brought to you by Ford, your Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. And a good afternoon, Stephen. Oh, no, not not quite yet. Okay, we're tracking down Stephen Jones. He will be with you momentarily. Man, what a huge game. I said it in the opening segment. I'd love to get your thoughts on it in the TruckRick.com fan text. Try to think of a clever way to ask Stephen this here in the meantime. But, I mean, if you lose this game, doesn't it kind of invalidate what you've been building towards and what you've been saying? Like, man, man our, our our offense is the reason. You know, we we got this thing figured out. It's not that we've been playing bad teams. It's our controllables, you know? I think that's huge right there. Um, and this is where you're going to start to get a little bit more truth serum about your Cowboys, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think, the ne- I think once the calendar now switches, goes to December, you know, you have an idea of what your team – is going what direction? Mm-hmm. But you you know you learn so much more along the way as well. I mean, there's been some times where, remember, the Cowboys were Tony Romo. It seemed like they in the month of December they would completely fall apart. Yep. You know, Dax done a great job in December. They've got some quality wins along the way since his uh, throughout his career. So yeah, you learn a lot about your team when it when it when that calendar switches and the, and the, these games will be very difficult. But the, the Dallas Cowboys are built the right way to be able to handle the uh, – and they're built because of the, the team they play, the division. That's the one thing that Will and Stephen understand, that you have to have your team built the right way – to win this division, and they match up very, very well against this
3: team. They do, and Dak's always played very well within the division as well. McCarthy's got a very good record in December dating back to his time with Green Bay, and he's carried that over here so far with the Cowboys. So absolutely, I mean, if you were to look at with all the strides they've taken offensively and the one issue you're looking at is, okay, can you still run the football when you need to, and maybe next week we'll talk about that, that shouldn't be a problem this week. The Eagles' secondary is the way to win. They're so bad. You've got to take advantage of that, and that feeds right into the Cowboys' strength offensively right now.
2: It really does. And You know, on the other side of that, you have the opportunity to hand the Eagles back-to-back losses and sort of put them in a late season, you can't say crisis because they'd still be tied for first, but questioning themselves at the very least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this right now is, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, I mean, it's it's almost a ridiculous question because it matters so much for both teams, but, like, w- which one do you feel like does it matter more for right now? Because, like, losing this game, Philadelphia, it, it's going to get real loud for them. It already did. They got they got people out there with pitchforks and signs saying, run the football, Sirianni, yeah. and Jalen Hurts doesn't know how to play football anymore two weeks after he was, like, the leader for the MVP candidate in the NFL. Like, it happens that quickly to you. And so this is uh, this is a this is a monster game. It's an it's absolutely a monster game. I'm confident in the Cowboys in this one, but this whole next stretch here, yeah, um, is huge. But I think you you really got to get off on the right foot you because it gets
3: mm-hmm. you have to because it's a division game. You've lost them once already. That's why I think it's more important to the Cowboys. At least for the Eagles, you can say, hey, we've won We're a Super Bowl landed. in the last five years. We went to the Super Bowl last year, and yes, you still pretty much control your own destiny. Moving with an forward. easier schedule, if you drop this game and you're the Cowboys, one. You've now yeah. lost, You got swept by the Eagles. You got blown out by the 49ers. Those we look at as the two best teams in your conference. Where do you come back from this?
2: For the Eagles, the, 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 the scary thing is where we could be trending. Is this two shifts yeah. passing in the night? They can do the copium thing of, hey, we're still here and they have a tougher schedule. But you'd start to look at it like, man, we have been surviving close games for a month straight. Is it catching up to us? And once kind of the dam breaks on that, those teams that were surviving close games and coming up with the plays just believe in themselves a little bit less in those situations.
0: You you go out there and play and, and don't play well offensively and allow their defense to feel good about themselves, man, shame on you. Mm-hmm. You're good enough offensively to punish this defense with your with your guys, with your skill guys, your quarterback. You just can't let them, you know, you can't let them to stop you and get you off the field and all that. I mean, this thing needs to be like the pedal to the metal, as they like to say, because it it is, you know, you don't, you just don't want them going, you know, feeling any good about themselves. You know, you want, you want to be the team that, you know, and Dallas will probably get, well, they're a bad defense. I don't care, you know, boat race. I'm fine, but don't let them feel good walking out of AT&T stadium about how their defense played
2: you you have to make them defend uh, everything. You yeah. can't get one dimensional against them. That's kind of what happened in the first game and you know slowed you down. you end up with just 23 points. since then 49, 33, 45 and 41 points, I think, you, you expect to go out there and score in at least the 30s and maybe have a 40-point game statistically against a defense that profiles like this. Maybe it's different because it's a division rival. Sure, sure. I mean, you, you have those caveats, but I do, feel, uh, I do feel extremely confident with the processes of, of how the Cowboys have been attacking it uh, post-bye week. They are doing things that set yourself up for a great success. It's it's not by accident that they're. I mean, yes, they've played some some pretty bad teams. That that helps a ton. It does. Uh, but when you can see legitimately the things that they're doing to set their guys up for success, I think you feel like that is a process that will continue to give you good good feelings and good production. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm really excited for this one because this is the ultimate where you get to the true serum portion of the, of the season. If you drop it all of a sudden, you're like, crap, now we got to go to Buffalo. Then we got to go to Miami. Crap. Then we got Detroit coming in here. You win it all of a sudden. You're like, I feel like I can go anywhere. I can go anywhere, and, and we can do this thing because the way this team has played over the course of the last month, and then if you put a nice a nice finishing touch on it here to start this gauntlet of a uh, you know the schedule, then you're like, okay, now this this is legit, and we don't have the caveats of oh, it was it was Devito and the Giants or yeah. whatever. Yeah, the Eagles, I think, failed to build a team that can contend for the Super Bowl. At least that's what we see right now with how their linebackers and secondary is playing. Maybe Shaq Leonard starts to change things, or they get better performances on the on the back end. I say no chance. I think Shaq yeah. Leonard's gonna he's gonna get exploited. He is not going to look good. I think it's it's gonna be one of those deals where it, it, this is ugh, you threw him to the fire in this game versus this offense. Mm. Watch yeah, out, I mean, dude. I wonder how many nice.
3: snaps he gets this week. I, I'm sure that they'll put him out there because they have to. I mean, yeah. we'll, well see, sure so see how bad.
0: healthy Cunningham is. I mean, that's, yeah, a, that'll 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 that's be a, a big for question them. right there. He's their best coverage linebacker. Yeah, he is their best coverage. And, you know, it's funny, though. They We talked about Elias, who they cut. You know, Elvis, They wanted to try and
3: get him back. I think he got claimed by the Patriots.
0: Six teams claimed that guy. Jeez, They cut the wrong guy there. The other linebacker was playing far worse than he was.
2: Right on. Well, uh, while we stand by for Stephen Jones, let me get you some Cowboys Twitter here. Tom Tweet's going viral about America's team. Apparently, uh, Mike McCarthy walked into the offensive meeting today with 50-cents many men playing on the speakers. A joke about, um, you know, his appendicitis surgery that he had to have, which can be life-threatening. Uh, so they're having a little bit of fun there. And
3: Shut it down. Let's Mike. go home. <laughs>
2: they're getting the victory, boys. Yes. it? It appears that the pressure of the big game week has not uh, taken the fun out of the room up there up at the Ford Center. Y'all you
4: know how many men goes? Yeah. How's it go, bro?
2: You're going to make me sing it. I'm not yeah, gonna yeah, yeah. It. You know how I know it. Sing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sing it. Yeah. Sing it. But <laughs> it's men many men wish- wishing wishing death on you. Uh-huh. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> many men. Many, 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 yeah. many men. Many men. And, you know, maybe maybe couple, you
4: know. Maybe uh, thanks
2: a
3: couple.
4: Yeah. Me, me, me. That's a good walking in song. Me. My ass dog and can't see. Yeah, man. You're what? Damn. Yeah, man. Fitty man. Wow. Yeah, man. Lucius with the impression, It's bro. like, are his teeth together the whole time he's doing it? Well, you know, they're so big right now because he got some replacements. He's got man.
3: <laughs> Open your
5: mouth. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
4: Open your mouth, fam. Add it to the list, Lucius. I didn't know that was
2: in his uh, wheelhouse or his repertoire. I don't know about you guys. Oh, yeah. That was fantastic. Honestly, I don't put anything past it. It's
4: that all the damn mixtapes of 50 I've been listening to. You know what I'm saying? He does a lot of talking on his mixtapes, usually talking Ja Rule. Well, For right you- now it's all about Diddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my
2: God. For years, I thought we should do like an audio play where it's kind of like, um, you know, a, a Christmas 105.3 The Fan Tale or something narrated, you know, uh, by an announcer with all these characters coming in and they could all be Lucius. Yes. It'd be like an Eddie Murphy film. Where it's just here is this character and that character and one after another and Charles they would all Parkley. be they would all be the same guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I I think that would be an exceptional piece of uh, audio content for yeah. the holidays. I just need to get off my lazy ass and, and uh, get it written. <laughs> Let's go get a Grammy. Yeah, I think that's what we could do. I would love yeah, something like that. I think so. I I think so. it's incredible how talented Lucius is when it comes down to it. L A Live every night at five forty here in the G Bag Nation. You know, it's damn unfair. The guy was the quarterback of his high school team. He's tall, he's good-looking, and he does voices.
4: Quarterback, bro? i got I to watch my no. back. Dawson about to stab me. That's my, <laughs> <laughs> That's my guy. That's
2: my guy.
0: I, 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 I keep it. my guys accountable. Most I would worry right now. I'd be worried. <laughs> I would be worried.
4: <laughs> hey, uh,
2: yeah, a uh, reporter referenced the Week 5 Niners game in question to Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. He said, we're still back there. Y'all panicked. We didn't, honestly. Mm. I don't think Dak would ever panic. I think at that point, I surmised you're got not good enough to win the Super Bowl. And I'm still there, guys. Still there. Because I think the 49ers are a lot better. This time around, there might only be one team a lot better
3: than you. But they're still healthy. Yeah, we'll find out Sunday. You know, you lose to the Eagles. Then I I'm too. I'm in total agreement with you.
2: I just, you know, I, I said it after that Seattle game. We're starting to talk like we did it again. Mm. And ain't nothing been done. It hasn't been done for the last 25 years. Show me something new. Well, and Dak agree- or agrees. We start talking I mean, like that. Dak
3: says the same thing with all the MVP hype that he's getting and deservedly so. Dude's balling out and playing amazing, but he's even said it himself, "I haven't done bleep yet." Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, but you are seeing, you are seeing the makings of, you know, some of the. You don't know how it's going to end. You don't know the way the ball is going to bounce. But the things that you wanted them to put in place in order to give themselves the chance for it, yeah. you're seeing that. Yeah, you are seeing that, and Dak now playing at a ridiculous level. And he's gonna believe. Yeah. He's got yeah. the pen, he's right in that script. He's close enough that that swagger is well placed. You know, that belief in himself. That's how the Rangers were acting, even though they had just lost three of four to Seattle like ten days earlier. They were kicking the door down in Baltimore, like, yeah, that's right, B word, after like four straight wins. Uh so I, I think that's what you get with with athletes, but I guess I don't mind it from him. It's, you know, some of the tolos that are you know, lashing out on the text or whatever. I'm here for it. That's what I signed up for. But I, I just want to caution them: don't get the expectations like set to where these last five weeks mean that you're world beaters now. You just saw, you just saw the the Niners dismantle the Eagles entirely. That should humble you, in my opinion. Yes, yes, and I think even. You know, maybe not necessarily more than that, but when you start looking at the things that you can control, like we know San Francisco's out there, they're lurking, they're far and away the best team in the conference, probably in the league. But I think it still needs to be a look in the mirror on some of the things you are not doing right for all the things they are putting in place now offensively to where, okay, you are doing things that I feel like translate week to week and you are setting yourself up to score points and get guys in great positions to succeed offensively. You know, you see some of the cracks, at least last week, defensively. But more than that, you still can't fully trust your coach to do the thing that needs to be done in these moments like you got away. You got away with three or four things the other night versus Seattle that you lose that game and we're looking at mccarthy like what in the world are you thinking oh no
0: the whole post game will be about decisions that were made in right oh absolutely
2: and so you you win the game and cool but when you go back and look at some of those deals i mean should you go for two you probably should go for two in some of those moments should you have uh you know, should you? What did he do? Did he took a he took a third and seven over a second and he, nineteen. He threw, he
0: threw a ball. He and threw a ball on no third t- down. at no timeout. Well,
2: yeah, there was there was that there was that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a handful of things there that like still make me queasy, and I, I'm pretty sure most teams end up feeling that way about their coach. Because there's not a single coach in the sports that's just 100% dialed on what to do every single time, but there are coaches that you know are more often than not doing the thing that uh, you know is is best for the team. I don't think a lot of those decisions that were made the other night were best for the team. But you come out and win. Yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all it's all about. You that's know? what still scares me though. Yeah. You get one of those. You get one of those done though. You just you finish it with wins and and everything's okay. You know, and I, that's that's the vibe I felt yesterday with the Rangers. You know, that's that's what we felt for a long time with the Mavericks, and maybe that still buoys you. You know, get get a championship done, and it will make everything else just a, a significantly better, not a little bit better. You know, life is a champion. You see the look of relief on Mike Maddox's face. By the way, excellent job I brought us breaking it down with Maddox yesterday. Just the look on his face, you know, uh, the relief. Yeah. It, and that's how he put it in his words as far as getting that championship. It is time now for Stephen Jones to join us. Brought to you by Ford, your Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas and uh good afternoon steven how the heck are you
5: doing great how are you guys doing
2: we're wonderful we're just talking about how big this game is and, and to me it's it's really a great chance to validate all this work that you've done with uh you know changing the offense and having all this success over the last month or plus
5: well obviously it's a huge game anytime you're playing one of your top uh divisional opponents in the nfc east it doesn't get any be- uh bigger or better and uh Certainly, it'll be great to have them in our backyard. Our fans have been amazing. I think right now we're on a streak where we've got the longest uh, home winning streak in the NFL. Which is uh, hats off to our fans. And uh, it'll be great to get Philly uh, here in our uh, backyard. Obviously, we we played them hard and tight up in Philly and had every chance in the world to win that game, but didn't get it done. But hopefully, uh, we can turn the tables here and get this thing evened up and. We'll uh, see what happens from there. But, uh, obviously, they're a great football team. Uh, you know, they've, uh, their record speaks for itself. The last two years, uh, their quarterback's, uh, you know, one of the best in the NFL. we got our hands full, and uh, let's see what happens. But uh, we feel good about our football team.
0: Steven, is line one with you in the front office about trying to build a team that can win the division and match up with division opponents? Uh, when you look at yeah, the team like Philadelphia and the Commanders, the Giants is is that line one with with you?
5: I think it's line one, but one A is uh, you know you, you got to beat the teams in your conference and and then ultimately you've got to win the whole thing. So yeah. uh, those all all are pretty close, and uh, you know at the end of the day, if you can accomplish the first one, which is win your division, you're going to give yourself a chance with some home field game or games and. Uh, you know, to accomplish your next goal, which is win the NFC and then ultimately get in the Super Bowl. And and so uh, all those things are really important. We feel great about our roster and uh, feel good about uh, where we're headed right now. I think our arrow's up. Uh, You mentioned this offense is really coming together between Dak and Mike and Coach Schottenheimer. Uh, I think they're really, you know feeling uh, what we do with our personnel and how to have success. and that's obviously a huge part of this. but uh, you know we've still got a lot of room for improvement, still a lot of football. I mean we've got uh, five big games left and uh, we got our work cut out for us, but still like uh, you know this thing's coming together in a good way for us.
3: and Stephen speaking of the offense, I mean the last time these teams played, CD had a career high with one hundred and ninety one receiving yards. You've seen a lot of great, quarterback to wide receiver combos with, of course, Aikman to Irvin, Romo to Dez got humming, but how special is this connection with Dak and CD right now?
5: Well, I think it's very unique. Obviously it has uh Dak right there in the conversation, uh, you know, with MVP. And I know that's the last thing on his mind or our mind. It's about winning championships, but, uh, and then certainly CDs and everybody, uh, you know, top of the list in terms of the best receivers in this league and, you know we got a lot of young players coming on cooks is finding his way ferguson's really uh stepping up and i see where he's even mentioned as a potential pro bowler so you know all these guys are uh, figuring it out and tony pollard i think uh i think we still hadn't seen his best yet and uh coming off an injury but uh playing at a high level but i think he's only going to get better so you know and and then having this offense line play together week in and week out is a a big deal and uh keeping everybody healthy Tyron Smith and company with zach uh is a big part of this so, you know defensively we played good all year but uh uh you know I know Dan's got high expectations for this group and i uh, know he's uh uh you know feeling good about what we can do here as well so like I said, we've got uh, a lot of football left to play in the regular season. We want the era to keep pointing up, and it'll start Sunday night uh, with the Eagles.
2: Steven, are you as annoyed as we are with the lack of Micah holding penalties?
5: Well, uh, I, I never complain about the officials. They have a hard job, period. I mean, it's, it's very difficult. and They do the best they can do, and uh, we ask a lot of them. I mean, I, I know our fans never understand all the different things that come with being official in this league and uh you know they they do a great job uh you know you're always uh you know want the calls go more for you than the other guys but uh you know Mike is a handful and you know I'm I'm just like our fans I feel like uh you know every time he's going after the guy and someone uh grabs him the wrong way it should be a holding penalty but uh you know that, that goes both ways and uh uh, at some point, uh, everything evens out.
3: There was a fascinating article uh, in The Athletic today that came out about Mike McCarthy and the use of analytics. I, I wonder, since he's been in the building, how much that's changed and evolved for you all in the front office.
5: You know, I think that evolves always. Uh, I give Mike credit. He does put an emphasis on it. But uh, Jason Garrett, you know, he's a Princeton grad, and as smart as they get, and believed in analytics, and you know, this thing evolves, and you know, uh, I know people uh, want to, uh, you know, say that, you know, want to put an emphasis on it, but uh, we certainly have a great group in our building uh, that uh, I think give us every opportunity to win in terms of uh, evaluation of college talent coming out or whether it's a uh, week to week game planning. Uh, you know, I think we do a, a really good job with our analytics and. You know, everybody puts different amounts of emphasis on it. At the end of the day, you got to go out and execute, and you got to win football games.
2: Sounds like a plan to me, Stephen. Uh, have, have a blast on Sunday. We'll be pulling for you. There you go. Stephen Jones with you here, brought to you by Ford, uh, here on your Home of the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. Yes. Uh, okay, it's time now for the NFL news of the day. Wolf, Chuck, where are you going to take us?
3: Praising QB1, the welcome to the NFL moment of the Eagles looking to limit this for the Cowboys. That's next.
1: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio
2: Welcome back, Nation. We're talking uh, with uh, an Eagles beat writer coming up at 4 o'clock. We'll go behind enemy lines, see how annoying his accent is, and see if how much of a homer he is. Brooks Cabina coming up at 4 o'clock. It's time now for the NFL News of the Day. Segment's brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel for a free consultation. 214 or 817-333-3333. Go online to truckwreck.com. Here's Woolchuck in that NFL News of the Day.
3: Eagles' secondary talking about really getting shredded in the first meeting against the Cowboys. And you had Radley Roby via the Philadelphia Inquirer saying, quote, a lot of the stuff in that game was the second, like the second play. They were extending the plays and they were just freestyling and running everywhere. So that's really what it was, in my opinion, that Dak would extend the play and they would run another route and we would just not win on those routes. His teammate, Kevin Byard, echoed that sentiment. Said, okay, we got to be really good on the first play, but we'll also make sure to say, hey, Dak can get outside the pocket, extend those plays. We got to be good. We got to plaster receivers down the field. We may have to cover two or three routes within one play, and we've seen that with Dak's ability now to scramble, get outside the pocket. Heck, the sack that he broke out of against Seattle, then he hits Jalen Tolbert along the sideline. So that's certainly been an emphasis to try and take away uh, that scramble mode from Dak coming into this second matchup against the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, the the. The Eagles, actually, the first two series of the games against the 49ers played really well. I mean, they were on it. The The 49ers were – yeah. they just didn't – they they couldn't get anybody open. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, Purdy was under pressure, throwing the ball away, uh, throwing in some bad spots. But then, all of a sudden, what 49ers do is they find a way to get the ball to Ayuk, and then the next thing you know, they get the ball to McCaffrey, and now the play caller's back into some rhythm. So, yeah, it, this is going to be one of those things uh, – I. Dak and these receivers have just got to make this Eagles secondary pay. They've got to. They, they have to. You just can't let them. Uh, you know, you can't let them take a breath in this game. You know, Dak is. He's got to be on his reads. Uh, he's got to be ready for. Uh, you know, there's going to be times, probably with the, some of the pressure, he's going to have to deal with. But in that game against Eagles, going back and watching, he did. He ran a couple of times mm-hmm. and helped himself a little bit. So you know, he's going to need to to continue to play the way he has, but. Play well with his eyes. Play well with his feet. And then when he has a chance to punish these guys, don't miss it. You know, make make it because you can make some big plays on these guys.
3: Keep the pressure on that secondary. Mina Kimes on her show. She had Mike Golic Jr., a friend of the show, Gojo, on with her. Mina and Gojo giving Dak his flowers, talking about QB1 for MVP.
4: You can find MVP a bunch of different ways. You can consider different kinds of players. But if you just ask me who's the best quarterback in football right now, it's Dak Prescott. The way he's playing, the command of the offense, the playmaking with his legs. I sent out a bunch of splits for all the ways in which he leads the NFL. But I think the one that jumps out to me the most, and maybe the one that's the best case for him being the MVP of the league, he is the best quarterback in football on third down. And then I was curious how it compares over his career, because he has a 91.2 QBR on third down. That's 20 points higher than at any point in his career. Mm. And he's had some very good seasons. When the offense is on the quarterback's shoulders and he has to drop back and pass, Dak Prescott is playing at a higher level than he ever has over the course of his career and he's playing at a higher level than anyone else in the NFL right now.
2: Narrative wise I didn't think we'd need to talk anyone into the Dallas Cowboys quarterback who's winning a bunch of games and is the best on third down which is like the easiest big blinking sign of the things that we love about quarterbacks and clutch moments. I thought all that would just have him very easily at number one in the like narrative MVP race of all of this. They've got two big primetime games down the home stretch of the season against great teams where he'll have the opportunity to absolutely drive the nail in that coffin if he so chooses
3: damn right Gojo. if he wants to he's got the opportunity to go out and prove all the haters wrong but i think that uh, he, w- he was being a little naive with the cowboy hate i mean it's just no they don't want to see the success they don't want the cowboys quarterback to be the mvp there's just a national perception of that we don't want that and dak we've seen it time and time again from these national shows getting scrutinized and it's not even just for his play I mean, you had the Carton show taking shots about him now having a child and being a father. We're personally attacking this man. That was weird. Trying to bring him down for things. It's really disgusting the level yeah. that some of these national people are going. I think Carton might be on down. drugs.
2: I I really do. That was weird. It was a bad take. Like Terrible. his his castmates were like, "What is this? Craig Carton, who is one of the greatest sports radio hosts ever in the two thousands, like devolving into just weird it's bad takes." Uh, let's see your medicine cabinet, bro. <laughs> um, but no, I, I do think this is great. I, I know Eric probably has even more context on the numbers and exactly what, th- what that means. I do I, I do want to say I'm not surprised at all that statistically it looks like Dak is the best quarterback in the NFL. I, I don't think stats has ever been a problem for the guy. We've gotten to this point where statistically that's what it looks like. But I'm sorry, Mina Kimes, when anybody says he's the best quarterback in football right now, i got to say BS. Shake yourself for that take. Well, I I think it's – I don't think she would say like, oh, he's better than Patrick Mahomes like big picture. But like the way he's playing right now, um, I mean, I I think he is playing at a higher level than anyone. And maybe some of that has to do with the level of competition that he's gone up against over the course of the last five weeks or so. But, I mean, uh, the the proof is in the pudding. I mean, when you're telling me that you have an over 90 QBR on third down – Holy mackerel! That's, I mean, unbelievable. Car- Carson Wentz went on a season where he led the league in third down
3: metrics. He did, but yeah. Dak's done this now consistently throughout his career.
2: Yeah, and he's just taking it up a notch because now he actually has, he has a, a play caller yeah. that is yeah. is helping him even more. Like Dak was doing this dragging a a '90s style offense. To to third down success consistently. And now he's like, oh, wow. Watch what happens when you have some easy buttons for me where I don't just I don't have to be a hero. My numbers are telling you I'm a hero, but I'm getting plenty of help from the design. And and so because of that, I I think he is, you know, all of that being put together, I think he is playing the best football of his career for sure. And I do, I mean, in a year where we're trying to figure out who's the MVP, I don't think it's far-fetched to say he's playing the best football of any quarterback in the league right now. No, Pat Mahomes is trying to get to 20 points every time and he's clawing to try and get there. And he's losing to Jordan Love by scoring like 19 points. Jalen Hurts
3: supporting cast, no, no question.
2: Absolutely, that's why it's just a right now thing. No one in the right mind is saying, "Yeah, I Talent get to have wise, anyone in the league, and I'm going to take Dak over Mahomes." It, it would be hundred That would be the single worst decision in all of sports history. It no would be doubt. the dumbest thing anyone could ever do. But to say Dak's playing the best football in the NFL right now at the quarterback position, I think is fair, and I want to give Dak that credit. I also, because I harped on just how much the lack of help he was getting from a coaching standpoint yeah. throughout his entire career I want to point at the people the Schottenheimer Mike McCarthy whoever else was in there and says oh my gosh there's a different way to play football uh and you're extremely late to the party but it's it's good to see you here yeah it
3: is yeah. And, and thank goodness well and look the Jets uh beat the Eagles right and Jalen Hurts is the other quarterback in that MVP dis- conversation so you still got to go out there and perform against the lesser teams and at least the Cowboys and Dak have done that so you can only play who's on your schedule, and I understand it. And the critics, that's totally fair. But you still, still got to go out there and do it. Just be careful when you're saying Dak's the best
2: quarterback in football. You can say he's playing the best, although I would disagree with you. It's just how we define that. And, or you could say he's being the most
3: productive. I think that's the best way to say it.
4: Huh? What you say?
2: Being the most productive.
3: Well, right now, he's certainly, uh, I mean, it's tough to find anybody else is playing at a higher level than him right now, and hopefully he continues that, and we're going to certainly get Every the opportunity to see Every time Patrick Mahomes it.
2: takes the field, he plays at a higher level than him. There is what you do, and then there's what's around you. And a lot of these analytics are really struggling to decipher what the quarterback do and what the production and the weapons do. And now, right now, they've decided we're going to create the formulas for putting it on the quarterback because they're the center of the sport. They're what drives headlines. They're what drives clicks. So there's a lot of offensive metrics that are saying, here's what the quarterback is doing to impact this. They are very imperfect. To me, they should say, this is what your passing game does more than this is what your quarterback does. Because you can't can't take a quarterback and have a stat and take away his weapons and then say, this is what he's doing now. It's not what he's doing. He, d- he did not go from a 90-rated quarterback to 60. His left tackle is hurt. His best wide receiver is hurt. And you're going to give me a ranking of who's playing the best right now. Well, this guy who's all-world is playing his ass off, is seeing the field better, yeah. is throwing it better, is more accurate, plays with more anticipation, but what he does
3: doesn't equal production. I would say if Dak... Didn't have that help, which he didn't for a period, right? Prior to the Amari Cooper trade, this offense wasn't playing well. There's been times where Dak hasn't performed, and he hasn't had help around him, but Pat Mahomes is now in that situation. Was that narrative in, in conversation Pat the same Mahomes for Mahomes won Dak. a Super
2: Bowl in that situation last year, Zach.
3: But he also had Travis Kelsey, who at sure. that time it, was playing guy, yeah. as an all-pro. That's fine. Yeah. That's fantastic. When Dak had nothing...
2: They fired out in what 2019 and Again, had to trade for Amari I, Cooper. I don't
3: think anyone's trying to say I'm taking Dak over Mahomes. That's cool, yeah. but right now, I mean, this. Like, I don't the, think you can discredit the right. way Dak's playing. Well,
2: the, I mean, this is the second year in a row, row, or maybe second out of three years, where Mina Kimes has trotted out Dak's the best quarterback in football right now. That's she her does take. It,
0: she does it with statistics, though. Yeah, she does it with analytics. Right. That—that's. Yeah. I mean, that's how she's reading the game. She's reading it through analytics, and the yeah. analytics is. It, it, actually, I'm learning about this analytics stuff too. It's proving correct.
2: It can't be this. It, it can't be your argument. I, 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 I think if yeah. you're,
0: I think if it's, if you're one of those folks that you know that do believe in analytics, right. I think it's a decent the, argument.
2: Okay, then say from the analytical really? perspective, you know, th- this is this is where baseball was when it got into trouble with. Taking everything the computer said. Yeah. And they they had all these ideas about how they could define the game. The Mavericks got in trouble with believing Bob Vulgaris on this. Sure. It is sport, okay? You watch it, and your eyes are going to tell you a very, very important component of that that no no one stat absolutely can tell you. I
0: think you. the most important thing for Dak is he's not turning the ball over. He's the most important the thing for over. Dak is yeah. that
2: the defenses he's playing have been terrible.
0: I You know, but... <laughs> What is that? That's that's to I mean, me that's I, I understand what you're saying there. I, I just but th- the schedule thing. You you can't you know, you can't Right, help. but that doesn't mean I you have
2: can't. to give him credit for something he hasn't done just because he's gotten well, to he's, beat bad teams. Well he hasn't won a,
3: won a Super Bowl. Right? That's that's what it comes down well, no. to. But well, this won season. A Super Bowl, this season. I mean you said it and Brian just said it.
2: You can only play who's on your schedule. Sure, okay, that, that's, that's true. cool. But if you go ten and zero against bad teams, that does not force me to comply with the idea that they're contenders. That all, all that says is that's they've only beaten yeah. the bad teams. That doesn't invalidate the idea that I need to see them beat greatness to say they're great.
3: And he's going to get that opportunity to do that, no yeah. doubt. But you can't discredit this run that he's on right now. And no. Last week, I mean, that's a there's a lot of good players in that Seattle secondary yeah. that he shredded last week, and that defense played terrible. He had to put the team on his back, and he did so.
2: Yeah. I I don't want to discredit him. Thanks for uh, giving me that opportunity there. Yeah,
3: that's all. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm with you on. I'm t- if if I have a first pick in an NFL draft, I'm taking Mahomes. Yeah,
2: I mean, I mean it's, yeah, it's and I don't think it's 100%. I don't think Dawson is discrediting Dak when he's saying Mahomes is still obviously yes, better. But Mahomes but he's,
0: is even proving you know,
3: he's he the best. It, need he doesn't help.
0: believe in it because the games they played. That's yeah. his argument. He doesn't believe because of their opponents. And that's why he doesn't yeah. believe. And you're not alone because we is get texts. I mean, it is.
3: We get texts all the time that are saying, ah, oh, yeah, who have you beaten? And you're right. You're going to get to play the Eagles. You're going to get to go to Buffalo. Go yeah. to Miami. Yeah. Right? You're going to get to play the Lions. The
0: way the schedule fell, yeah. that's, that's how stinks, it is. And
3: if he yeah. stinks, then we'll he won't be playing yeah. as the best quarterback in football. But today, right now, the run that he's on, yeah. you could say that he is.
2: Yeah. I think he's going to go play great over the next four weeks. I don't know if they're going to win two games or three games or all of them. I think he could be the MVP. Um, but, you know, we were in a season about seven years ago where Case Keenum looked like a top three MVP candidate at this point because he was on a loaded Vikings team that was running the hell out of the football, okay? It's not who he was. He was not that great ever in his career. No. But he was in a situation that allowed him to produce statistically what do you think? What do you like think? a great.
0: What do, you, what do you think Dak Prescott is? I mean, if you had to evaluate what Dak Prescott is, I'm not talking about right now, what do you evaluate him as? Let's
5: talk about some music. You're Probably overall, a top
2: ten quarterback,
0: just just top ten. I'm just yeah. I'm, so it's top ten. Anything yeah. else you want to add to that? I mean, talk tell me about what you see as a player. What not just top ten? Tell me what you see as the player.
2: Oh, I, I see a guy that really requires good protection. I, I most s- guys do. Yes, yeah, most guys do. Right? Most guys do.
0: I mean, Hurts right. Hertz is struggling right now. With, with their yeah. situation. He's way better than Hurts. Yeah, but they're, yeah. they're sitting there talking about, you know, but you look at these quarterbacks. There's been times for Mahomes. I think with Mahomes, they've had some bad yeah. drops, but they haven't really protected him all that well. He always seems like every time he goes back, sure, he's running for his life. Yeah. I'm just curious of what you see as the player. not
2: Guy that holds on to the ball. You know, guy that's gotten a lot better throwing with anticipation now that okay. he's got routes going in that direction I, that,
0: that that's been a big help no question but uh but a guy who against good defense
2: and pressure is not going to have the answers as that water temperature gets warmer and warmer and warmer yeah the eyes are going to look down as the pressure comes when it looks back up i can't decipher and fire like a tom brady he's much more peyton manning diagnosing pre-snap, setting things up, and getting matchups that did an attack than a guy who can quickly look into the secondary, see an opportunity, and let it fly. I don't think
0: he's ever been that guy. No. no I,
2: he don't think never he's has. Ever,
0: I don't think he ever has. But I think the things, that, the things that... I think he's gotten better at some... So
2: he's a Peyton Manning without the velocity and accuracy. That's the way I see him. And, you know, as a result, we're still in a spot where we're waiting to see him win playoff games against good teams. Yeah. No, you know, I'm he's not. beaten bad teams that could have been or could have not been in the playoffs. We got to run. Biggest L, biggest dub on the other side. Brooks Kaleen, a Cabina, Eagles beat writer from the Athletic. We'll get Brooks. his thoughts yeah. and, and more. Right, thank you, Lucius. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 1053. The fan. Uh, talking more Eagles coming up at 4 o'clock with the beat writer from The Athletic. Here's Eric Chiafalo with your uh, biggest L, biggest dub. Yes, sir. 877-881-1053. Where have you taken smells this week? More importantly, where have you gotten those personal victories? Let's party. Shout out to Primetime. Deion Sanders got himself a five-star offensive tackle, number one offensive tackle in the country. Oh. Going to be blocking the. Uh, Protecting the blind side of old Shadur Sanders. So I, I would imagine that's the first time in the history of the program that
5: no, they they've had the them
2: number them. one offensive tackle in the country. Uh and that's certainly the Deion Sanders effect. So kudos to him on that.
0: Uh I think offensive yeah.
3: no tackle. Probably is.
0: Stan Brock way back in the day. They've I was thinking that too, uh, brought us uh, right eye here.
2: What? Give me another name,
3: I don't know. I was wondering uh, if Stan was the number one recruit though, you know. What was uh, number two? What was our, our center?
0: uh uh Andre Girard. A G Z. Oh
3: yes, Andre Girard was a
0: high recruit. Was and he, you know
2: what on that note, bleep you, Albert Haynesworth. Sorry, brought us go ahead.
0: Yeah, uh Stan Brock way back in the day, Andre Gerard. Uh they've also had uh they had the guy that's with the Packers, the
3: um, uh David Bakhtiari
0: Bakhtiari. They've also had uh, they've also had the uh the guy that was a horrible player for the New England Patriots that Ended up going to the Giants that made a lot of money. Nate oh, Solder. Nate Solder, Nate Solder yeah. was a, a, yeah. a Colorado offensive lineman. He sucked. Yeah. Well,
2: uh, that's crazy. Uh, you said Stan Brock. He, he's like
0: he's from Oregon. In, in, in
2: Oregon. He's like yeah. you're re- you're recruiting a high school football expert. You yeah. Talk. You have him as on well as a guest to talk yeah. football about all kinds of stuff.
0: Yeah. Stan was a player. Stan one time I uh, I played with his brother at LSU. Ray. Oh, cool. And uh, and Stan played for the Saints. Yeah. And the I, spent, I spent Christmas with him one time. And uh, they're from Oregon, and they cut down their own Sweet. tree. They cut down their own tree. And in this case, they didn't cut down their own tree. They're in uh, New Orleans, and the the, sh- the tree was shedding very badly. And all of a sudden, uh, the, the Christmas was over. He looked at his wife and says, are we done here? Was Christmas done? Are we over? The kids all opened their gifts and everything. She goes, yes, Stan, we're done. He opened both doors, grabbed the tree, about a 12, 14-foot <laughs> tree, ornaments, everything on it, drug I- it through the house, and threw it out in the front yard. Ornaments mm. on it he, and everything. He uncle-filled mm. the Christmas tree? He uncle-filled the Christmas tree. That's Had fantastic. He, they're so used to cutting down their own trees in, in that part of the country, and he was so mad at how bad his tree looked <laughs> when all the, the oh, needles were falling off Self-conscious. It. Yeah, and he just said, that's it. And he goes, Lori, is it, is it over? He goes, yes, Stan, it's over. Sounds like that, that tree was a Rabbit masterpiece tree.
2: of dog ass. That's the first time I'd <laughs> yeah, ever yes, put was.
0: together Barbie's Playhouse and drank half a bottle of Jack Daniels. There you go. Yeah, That's a brutal. I think the slide wasn't really, like, connected I all I'm pretty sure well. the kids
4: are drinking to this day dealing with that guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah they're,
0: they're, they're, they're,
4: they hate this time of
2: year. Yeah.
0: Oh, they were traumatized. Crap,
4: it's
2: Christmas They again. were traumatized,
0: those little girls. Gosh, oh.
2: Well, uh, big O-dub to uh, the folks that love the snack wrap at McDonald's. It's been discontinued for like a half decade, and it looks like in the coming year or so, that thing will be making a strong comeback. Hell yes. So I'm sure some folks are going to be loving that. Putting on all my weight. That dub uh, leads to a McDonald's L, uh, which I stumbled upon on Twitter this week. It was a a, a lovely story. A lady uh, tweets out, I hired a new girl. She's telling me about her love life. She told me that uh, recently a man slept over at her house. Her kids woke up and said they were hungry. He said, okay, I'm going to get some McDonald's for him. He took everyone's order, left, and never came back. That's how you
4: do it. <laughs> <laughs> Beat and bounce, baby. Oh,
2: That's oh how my you gosh. Do it. To go as far as to take the order, I'd like to think that he was asking questions. Yep. She's like, what do you want on yep. that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, you, no you. onions? What okay, size? no problem? Absolutely. Just yeah, stay right here. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. Be right here, okay? I'll
4: be right back. That's what you get. Take no strange man home to your kids like that. <laughs> that, is, that is. Seriously, that. Man. That's a Come Yeah. The
2: moral of that bounce. story is there's That's a bad mom yeah. floating around. What are you doing? Your new hire's a bad mom. Hmm. If I told you that an artist had over a billion streams, their songs had over a billion streams for the year. Gangnam Style? How, how? uh I, I bet it's a high number. How much money do you think that individual would receive? Nothing damn near. Well, Lucius is a well-educated individual yes. in this realm. He I, I hear business. a billion streams and think this is. Are we talking about Taylor Swift? I mean, are we talking Swift, about just? I think made a lot raking in here. You would have to get paid a ton and seventy not, grand. Seventy grand. Yeah. Like wow, for, that'd be awful. Maybe not even bro. No. Snoop Dogg. $45,000 yeah. from Spotify. No yep.
4: Less than 45000 yep. he says. That's yep. all that money that they're paying Joe Rogan. They can't pay anybody else. They keep, they've they let off staff all year. Oh, no. They're doing it again. They're cutting uh, how much these artists are supposed to be getting from their monies. If you make ambient music, like, you know, there's like lo-fi and stuff like that. Yeah, they cut you in half damn near. Ooh. Yeah, bro.
2: yeah it, it's Crazy. hard out here. Hard out here for a music artist. There's no doubt about that. Mm. So uh, they're having a tough time getting advertising here in the economy. Probably. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I Sounds just familiar. I mean, you would just think Over-hired. like oh if my if my if people, I mean, if my songs are being listened to a yeah. billion times over. How a is that year, legal that they can just go back I on know, the contract? That's what, I, that's what I'm wondering. Is like, how can yeah. this even be legal here? I don't know. I'm not educated enough on it, but I saw it and I was blown away. Like, my gosh! A bad it's, time to be an artist, I guess. You got to yeah. go do concerts. Yes,
4: yeah. That's that's how you that's eat it. unless yeah. you signed a 360 deal. That means they want concert, they want the record, and they want merch. Ooh, there you go. Unless you sign, you're not that supposed deal. to do that. Well, I mean, you don't know, sometimes you have yeah. to. Sometimes yeah. you nowadays you don't have to because you can just make your own platform on YouTube and go crazy and keep all the money yourself. There you go. Yeah, do that one. I kids. want
0: merch deals. Yeah, that's what I want. I want the merch.
4: I love a good
2: merch deal. Merch concert.
0: Yeah. They're long. Give them to me.
3: Give them to me.
2: (laughs) That'll do it, boys. All right. It is the G-Bag Nation. Two down, three to go here on a proper proper football Friday. Brooks Cabina, Eagles beat writer from The Athletic, is going to join us and tell you everything you know about Philadelphia coming off their loss to San Francisco. How they doing? It's next in the nation.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one.